Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. This is episode number 23. First off, I just want to say thank you to all of the audience who are reaching out to me, telling me how much this show means to them, how much it's helping them out, and just basically talking to me about uh, just the positivity around the show. I really appreciate that, guys. It really does mean a lot. I do want to remind you that this show is brought to you by TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. Don't forget, if you're looking for a tool to help you speed up your YouTube process, save time, and to have tools that just make your YouTube life easier, TubeBuddy is that tool. We are actually launching, uh, beginning of next week, a podcast called TubeBuddy Express, where I basically go over some YouTube news and then talk about a TubeBuddy feature that I'm utilizing that specific week. So if that interests you, I will put that in the show notes where you can find the feature page on TubeBuddy's page. Also, I want to let you guys know, if you would, go on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating or review, let us know how much the show does mean to you, if it does. Uh, Some kind words over there mean a lot to me, and it helps the show grow. Now, this week, we are joined by a gentleman named Chris. His last name is extremely hard to pronounce, so I'm not going to say it here in the opening, but he hosts a YouTube channel called Chop with Chris, where he does a lot of stuff with his hands, without power tools. It's a really cool YouTube channel. There were a few audio hiccups during the interview. Just kind of bear with me there. I try to do the best that I can, depending on the bandwidth that we are dealing with during the interview, but the interview is fantastic. He's got some great value to share. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear what he has to say. And without rambling any further, let's jump into the interview. I am so excited today to be joined by Chris from the Chop with Chris YouTube channel. He enjoys using his hands, his mind, and his whole body to do woodworking with no electrical power tools. The best part comes when he uses music and high-speed video editing to turn a six-month project into a four-minute spectacle. As I said earlier, he is the host of the Chop with Chris YouTube channel with over 68,000 subscribers and over 8.3 million video views and counting. He loves to create things that inspire him or things that his wife asks him to make. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dusty. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so excited to have you on the show. We were talking a little bit pre-show about trying to get this interview scheduled, and I've been wanting to get Chris on the show for a while now, so I'm very excited to chat with him about his YouTube channel and journey. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself and your YouTube channel. Well, uh, I uh, live outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, and I am a project manager for my day job, and my YouTube channel is just a hobby. I started it about eight years ago, um, quite randomly, and that's a probably a good story in and of itself. And about three years ago, I started to figure out um, kind of how how the algorithms, how social media works, and how you want to present videos in a way that they can go viral. And so I've I come up with, I came up with something I call the equation of a viral video, and I've used it a couple times to have some popular videos. But mostly I like to make how-to videos and just things that, again, that inspire me or my wife asks me to make. So let's talk about that for a minute, the birth of your channel. You said it was quite an interesting story. I like to hear people's stories about how they start their channel because I know mine is extremely interesting and kind of like yours, kind of happenstance, kind of by mistake. So what was the story of the Chop with Chris YouTube channel? Well, um, I've never more than whittled a stick most of my life. And then about eight years ago, my mother uh, gave me this video about a guy named Dick Pronicky, 
Um, and he's a guy that moved to Alaska when he was in his 50s. And he brought a camera and he filmed himself making uh, tables, chairs, bowls, and even a log cabin using just hand tools. So I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make a bowl just like that guy did. So I got some really old chisels. And it took me about 16 hours and I made the ugliest bowl you've ever seen. In fact, my wife said it looks like a stomach. And it does, actually. Um, but it's all I could think about that night was the next bowl I was going to make. I couldn't sleep. It just it just took me. And then I started to go to flea markets and collect more tools. And then I then I made a video for a different reason for canoeing. And then I started to make woodworking videos. And then it just took off from there. So when did you start woodworking? As far as like, how old were you when you started? Uh, Forty years old. 40 years old. Okay, so it was it, it was not like you you had this skill from when you were a young child. Started it fairly recently. Yes, I, I have no training whatsoever. I just kind of do what inspires me. I like I make a lot of mistakes and I learn from them and move on. And you do all of this with your hands, right? I, like I said in the intro, you're you're using no power tools. Yeah, I you know I started out with just using chisels and a hammer, and and I just decided why not I just keep going with it. So I just no matter the project, I just use my hands. I use you know, no electrical power tools. I do use lighting and modern camera equipment, but uh, besides that, uh, no electricity. Right. Your videos, the quality of the video and audio are fantastic. Did you have any history in doing video editing or shooting video before you started the YouTube channel? No, and, and funny, about four years into it, I went to a guy's house and um, he was having a party and he was telling me about these videos he made to music. And so he, he took me into his office and he, he opened up his Mac and just showed me how to do it using iMovie, and it just, and I had a Mac, I have an old Mac, and so I said, oh, I know how to, I can do that, so I just started making them, and I, I really enjoy music, and I really enjoy putting it all together into something that, that's really entertaining. Now, as far as, like, monetizing your content, uh, are you doing any type of product reviews or anything like that with the tools that you use, or is the primary method of monetization on your channel just the YouTube AdSense? First of all, I didn't monetize for the first five years, and then I realized that you know YouTube is putting ads on my channels, why don't I? And so, um, so I started to monetize about three years ago, and that's the only um, thing that I monetized. You know, I do get offers to um, uh, review things, but but people want me to review like electrical power tools or 3D printers, and if I don't use electricity, it's really hard to to really do an honest review on those things. No, absolutely. I completely understand kind of where you're coming from with that. Now, you did mention there in the opening that you kind of have a script for creating viral videos. Would you mind sharing with our audience kind of what you've seen to be successful in trying to create videos that get uh, tons of views? Well, as background, um, I made a video of me making a lathe, a foot-powered lathe, and it's it's a pretty good video, and I launched it, and it got a couple thousand views, and then all of a sudden it went crazy. I got 600,000 views in one day. It's one of the most viewed videos in the world, and I didn't understand how that could happen. So I, I went back and studied the analytics, studied all the, the comments, and there's there's a couple common threads that really drove a boring woodworking video. I mean, a, a boring subject, you could call it, woodworking with hand tools, and turn it into something that went viral. And specifically... Um, you know, people have a very short attention span. I think humans' attention span now is down to less than a goldfish. I think it's like six seconds. So I started to shorten the, the frame length of each frame in the video from about two seconds down to one second or less. Um, and secondly, I used, uh, and I coordinated it to music. 
Um, another important thing is, is how social media impacts that. So somebody posted to a website called Reddit, and I had never heard of Reddit, but it's actually a 100-pound gorilla. And people post stuff and people vote on it. And if you get to the front page of Reddit, you're, you're, you're going to get a crazy amount of views. And so you really need something in social media like Reddit to drive it. Um, another important thing is, you know, the content itself. When people watch you make something from scratch, it's very fulfilling because I think building stuff is just it's just part of the basic human instinct to create and survive. And so when I made this lathe, when it's coming all together into something that runs at 1500 RPMs, it really inspires people and brought out a lot of emotion. So if you can have a, a video that's, um, you know, sh you know, very high speed with good music that is creating something that is high quality content that gets posted to social media, you have a good chance of going viral. And I've had three of them do that. Absolutely. And I did, I did see some of your videos that had, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on them. And I do know what you mean talking about Reddit. You know, I actually browse Reddit every now and then. But if you are on the front page of, of like that network, or if Facebook, your, your video goes viral there, and people begin to share it, that is definitely a blueprint for your video to go. And you're right about the making stuff with your hands and building things with your hands. It is kind of human nature. But it, that, that's very interesting what you said there at the beginning about how you shortened the frames from you know multiple seconds down to one second and then you started syncing it with music and it is a shame that our attention span is becoming so short you know I did something recently on my YouTube channel Chris is I had a really cool intro that I thought personally was just like out of this world I was like oh man my intro is so good but it lasted about 11 seconds and I got into my analytics and I kind of dove deep into it because it's something that I'm trying to do, I'm trying to kind of do like a YouTube channel audit and see what's working and what's not and get rid of all the stuff that isn't and start doing the stuff that is a lot more. And so I got into the analytics and I began to realize, well, these people, the majority of them or, you know, a good percentage of them are leaving my video in the first 11 seconds. Why is that? Well, I'm doing tutorial how-to videos and they're not wanting to sit through my intro and they're too lazy to fast forward through the intro. So I eliminated my really cool intro, which I was really, you know, sad to do that. I told my wife one day, we were we were eating supper, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to have to get rid of that really cool, like, explosion intro that I did, because people aren't, aren't watching, and it's hurting my watch time on YouTube. And she didn't understand any of what I said. I just had to kind of get it out there. But it's true. You know, our attention spans are are decreasing by by the minute, by the, by, by the year. Uh, and, and, you know, we have a lot of that because of Snapchat and Vine and, and just the way that media is presented to us now. But the thing is, is that if you're wanting to create a viral video, you, you've got to capture that person within the first few seconds. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think that the first few seconds, you know, the first 4 to 12 to 15 seconds of your video, if you don't capture that person, the audience, and tell them, hey, here's what you're going to get from this video, they're going to click that back button and go find something else that does. Now, Granted, if you're, you know, somebody that they watch all the time, if you're a creator that they consume your content every day or every week, obviously you have a little more leeway with them. But if you're wanting to gain, people ask me all the time, how do I gain more subscribers? Well, you, you capture their attention in the first few seconds of your video, and I guarantee you at the end of it, they're going to press that subscribe button. So I completely agree with you. I'll definitely write all of that in the show notes that Chris just shared because I completely agree with what he just said. Now, Chris, let me ask you this. 
What is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started on YouTube? I think there's some very basic things that help bring people to your channel that you should know from the beginning. Number one, it's important that Google needs to have the right information prepared for it so it can put things in the right search function. So, for example, you should have, if your title is how to build a table, that should be your title. Then in your description, it should say how to build a table by top with Chris is a video about et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, and then in your so the title has how to build a table. The, the, the comment description has how to build a table. And then in your search functions, the first search function you put is how to build a table, table, how to, then your name. Okay, so it, so it has three layers of search things that Google can lock in and say, okay, this is about building a table. And lots of people are looking to build a table. In fact, if you type into Google how to build a table, mine's the number one search term. So, so those, those, you know, basics, basic structure of creating this information Google can use to search. Yeah, sometimes we forget as creators on YouTube that YouTube is one of the two or three top search engines, obviously behind Google, but they're owned by Google. Uh, the thing is, is that it is a search engine, and you need to to start doing things that will make your videos stand out. I use uh, TubeBuddy, which is a shameless plug. They're actually a sponsor of this episode and this show. But I use TubeBuddy to compare my tags and my titles and my descriptions to other similar videos to see what works and what has been working and then try to apply those to my specific videos. But Chris made some really good points there. Uh, this is actually one of the uh, one of the best tips I've, I've actually heard shared on the show in, in the past 20 episodes. And you know what he said is so important. When it comes to branding and putting your terms in your title, in your description, you have to remember that you know even if you don't think it's for the audience, you know, and people can't see it in your description. The thing is, is that Google will see it. When it crawls that video, when it goes and it does its thing on the back end, it will see what kind of words are associated with that video in the tags and the description, the title. And if, you know, your video is getting a lot of likes, a lot of comments, and the watch time is good on that video, which again goes back to what we just talked about with, you know, capturing the, the audience with the first few seconds of a video. If you have all of that, that is a combination to rank your video extremely high. I have a video on my channel who, which has ranked uh, for the word Photoshop tutorial. It is ranked for those two words literally in the top five for the past three to four years and I continuously get thousands of views on that specific video each and every day. And that's all because it's in the top you know, three videos of that search term. So with that being said, people don't understand it's amazing the statistics between a top page video in search on YouTube and a page two video on YouTube. You're talking thousands and thousands of views difference. And what may boost your video to that first page could be you including those terms in the description. So I completely agree. Now, speaking of videos, Chris, what if you could what would be some tools, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource that you use on a daily basis for your YouTube workflow that you just could not live without? You, you know, I'm very basic. I have an eight-year-old iMac, and I use iMovie. And I have a Canon PowerShot $200 point-and-click camera. That's what, that's what I use. Now, I also have an iPhone so I can, you know, get some high-speed video. But I, I use, it's, it's really basic uh, equipment that I use, it's more about setting up the shots right with the right uh, camera, with the right lighting and frame. That's very important. 
and also that you're you know you're organizing how you put a video together. So I kind of lay out like a, a, a timeline of how I want to share the video uh, before I get started. So what is your process for scripting out one of your videos? Well, the first thing I'd say is that I never start a project until the video is done in my head almost frame by frame. I'm very good at visualizing and knowing you know, what I want the video to look like. But what, where I struggle is talking. I'm a terrible talker. I feel awkward. I'm not comfortable. It takes me 30 takes. So I generally will write out my, my, my speaking parts <laughs> um, to the point where I don't even blink sometimes because I've gone through so many times screwing up in front of the camera. It takes me like 30 times to get it right. So I generally will script out the speaking parts. And then the, the rest of the, you know, the layout is basically done in my head. It's not very scientific. No, it's I, I like it. It's, it's fantastic. I actually script out all of my videos. I'm actually I what I normally do is I script my videos out and then I write down like some bullet points as far as like the headings as to, you know, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this. Unless I'm doing a step by step how to video, then I will actually write down in detail. But I'm I'm really bad about going off the the rails in videos and kind of kind of going on tangents and I'm trying to get better at that. Now, what would you tell someone, Chris, who struggles with what you struggle with? with when it comes to talking and, uh, and you know, sometimes people say, I don't like the sound of my voice or, you know, I, I can't verbalize what I'm trying to say. What would you say to that person out there who's kind of having difficulty with that as well? You need to pretend like you're talking to a good friend, someone you're comfortable with. That's what you really need to focus on. It's, it's very difficult, though, to just talk to a camera if you've got a light behind it. So you really need to find a way to, to, to talk like you're talking to someone behind the camera. That's the advice I would give. Now, if there's someone out there right now listening to this, they're wanting to start a YouTube channel. They're, they're you know, an emerging YouTube creator out there. What would be one piece of advice that you would give them? I would say two things. First of all, do something you enjoy doing. Don't try and, I mean, the most famous people on YouTube started it by just doing something for fun like I did, maybe you did. Other of the most famous people, they just started putting stuff out there. It doesn't have to be perfect, okay? So do something you're passionate about because that will show through. That's the first point. The second point is what I call the three C's. Content, content, content. And what, what I mean by that is make sure you're, you have good quality content. Don't put crap out there. I mean, put you know, make sure it's properly edited, it's properly framed, proper sound, so people enjoy watching and listening to you. Just make sure what you put out there is good quality. Don't don't uh, you know? Cut it short. Yeah, the first thing you mentioned about having passion for what you're doing—that will always come through, whether it be in your voice through the audio or through the quality of your videos. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to be able to be consistent in creating content. And what I mean by that is that. I've learned that by doing this podcast. I'm very passionate about speaking and helping people create YouTube channels and grow them and be able to monetize them. That's something that really, um, I think about it all of the time. I'm extremely passionate about it. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't do the work to line up all of the guests and do the editing myself and do all of that because it is very time consuming. There's a lot of work involved. So with that being said, I think what Chris said is a great point. You've got to have passion for your content. If you don't, you're going to start, you're going to be two or three months into it and you're going to realize you don't have any video ideas. You don't have uh, any way to, to create videos that are going to make a difference. And again, that's what this show here is about is I want to help you 
get your voice heard. And by what Chris said, if you don't have passion, you're not going to have a voice because people are going to be able to tell, well, this person really isn't that interested in what they're talking about. And and there's plenty of videos online with people who are passionate. So I completely agree. You really shouldn't start with the intent of making money. You should start with the intent you enjoy doing it. I have met people that have never made a single video, had quit their job, bought camera equipment, opened a wood shop with the intent of making videos to make money. And I said, you guys are crazy. Just start just start making videos for fun. And then if you like it, move on. But you shouldn't start a channel just to make money. If you're passionate about it, that will flow from it. I could not agree with that more. Guys, don't get into this. Don't start a YouTube channel thinking right off the bat that you're going to get rich because this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, YouTube AdSense does not pay that much. The other ways to monetize your channel, you've got to grow a community first. So there is a lot of time commitment before you even probably see the first dollar. Obviously, there are exceptions out there, but there's not many. So if you get into it and you're creating YouTube content, it needs to be something you're passionate about. And don't go in it for the money. Just like Chris said, if you, if you look at all the most popular YouTubers, the first videos that they've uploaded to their channels because they wanted to have a good time. You know, whether it be a goofy video with their family or, or like me, it was on accident. Whatever it may be, guys, you know, be passionate about your content because people will be able to tell that whenever they're watching your videos. Now, Chris, let me ask you this. What do you think are your strengths and weaknesses when it comes to creating content? I can see something and I instantly have the video done in my head. I can hear a song, I, I can see a picture, I can get a feeling about something, and I can create a video in my head instantly. So I have the ability to create, again, instantaneous content in my head. Uh, the weakness I have, and it's not really a weakness, it's just that I have a full-time job and a family and I'm very busy. And you know, you're, you know, I keep getting told I should put out a video every week or every couple weeks, but it takes me a long time to get them done given my other commitments, and that's fine with me. But, um, you know, I, I, I should be putting out more videos. I just don't have time, but I'm fine with that. I think that's a struggle that a lot of creators have, right? Whether it be school for a younger person, whether it be a family like for myself and, and you, Chris. You know, I have a little girl. I have a daughter. I'm married. Uh, you know, balancing that work and, 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 you know, your family and your personal life is extremely important. And you need to be happy in your personal life. And, again, that's something that will come through when you're recording your videos. And as important as it is to stay consistent with creating content, if you're wanting to grow a channel, and like Chris said, you know, he he understands that, you know, it is also important that you're happy personally and that that your family life is, is doing okay and that you're doing well in school. If you're, t you're taking classes, you're in college or high school, whatever it may be, you've got to find a schedule that works for you, whether, you know, it be biweekly or two videos a month or two videos a week, whatever that schedule is, you know, put the schedule out there and stick with it. You know, your audience will understand. A lot of times you can say in the video, hey guys, I know I've been gone for a while. Here's the reason. And then just move on past that. You know, consistency is key. But again, you've got to understand, you've got to be really good about managing your time. Now, let me ask you this, Chris. What do you think is next for your YouTube channel? Where do you want to take it in the future? I'm trying to break a bit more into the social media side. So I, um, for example, I, I did a carving for the show right this minute. I've been on that TV show. I did a carving for The Walking Dead, and Chris Hardwick has the carving now. He he made a donation to a charity of mine, and I gave him the, the carving. Now I'm going to make a crossbow and put my face on the front of the crossbow so the arrow shoot out of my mouth. So And that's going to be linked to The Walking Dead. So I'm trying to 
I'm trying to expand more into different TV shows and whatnot just with my skills and see where that, that takes me. That is awesome. So The Walking Dead, is that one of your favorite TV shows? Well, it's it's my wife's favorite TV show, and so I made this animated carving um, that's pretty good, and I tweeted it at Chris Hardwick, and he, he within an hour he tweeted back, and he wanted to have it, so we worked out a deal, and um, so we'll see where that takes us. But I do enjoy you know some of the social media aspects of the channel now. The power of the internet, right? <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. The guy's got three million followers on Twitter. I tweeted it at him, and within an hour, we had a you know we we got a deal going. So, how about YouTube as a platform, Chris? Where do you see YouTube in general going in three, five, seven years? Well, for me personally, I'm going to continue what I'm doing. I'll probably start picking up the pace of videos I put out, just because I have more ideas, and I'll try and carve more time out. I do think it's interesting what's going to happen between Facebook videos. And, and YouTube and the fight that's going on there. I get a lot of my videos that get played on Facebook um, where I get no credit, and I'd like to see that issue resolved because I've had about 150 million views on, on Facebook on my, on my videos and only 10 million on YouTube, but I didn't get a penny from Facebook. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. You know, Facebook video, there's a lot. It's it's similar in that it's video online, obviously, but there's some really small um, intricacies that are different in the fact that Facebook videos autoplay. Uh, you know, the sound isn't on automatically when you are scrolling through the videos. There's a lot of differences that if people are not real techie or into it like I am, they wouldn't understand. But I'm interested to see uh, what Facebook's going to do. They're doing extremely well with ad dollars. I just saw some statistics. They're knocking it out of the park. I would not be surprised if they begin to offer uh, ad revenue for video creators and that would change the whole ball game. Uh, that would be a humongous deal for a lot of creators, and I would not be surprised if that happened before the end of this year, if not early next year, because they are absolutely killing it. So I completely agree with that. Now, last question, Chris. If you were on a island and you only had one YouTube channel that you could watch for the remainder of your life, what would? And, it, and it's not your YouTube channel. What would that channel be? There's a young uh, YouTube woodworker named Matt Cremona from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's a young up-and-coming woodworking guy, does a lot of great work, so I'd probably watch Matt's channel. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, Chris, let me ask you this. If anybody in the audience wants to see or get in touch with you, where can they connect with you on the Internet? Well, they can send me an email at chopwithchris at gmail.com, or they can they can uh, message me on my Instagram at chopwithchris. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, at Chop with Chris. Go check him out. Go to the Chop with Chris YouTube channel. Some great video production over there. Chris is doing some really, really fun and interesting stuff with woodworking. It's such a cool niche that he's in. And Chris, I want to thank you again for being on the show and sharing your valuable knowledge. And uh, we'll talk to you later. It's great. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.